Praise God. Hallelujah. Today is uh, Sunday, uh, April the 19th, 2020. Glory to God. And uh, my name is Brother Joseph, amen. And I'm coming at you today to bring the word of the Lord to you, amen. Um, I'm thankful for this praise, precious day, amen. A lot going on today, a lot going on in the word, amen. A lot going on in our nation, amen. And uh, I'll wait a few minutes here, a minute or so, so that some other people can come online, glory to God. And uh, like I said, I'm grateful to be here with you. Uh, today is, again, I'm sorry, April the 19th, 2020, amen. And my name is Brother Joseph, glory to God. All right. So we're just going to wait a minute or so. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. Hallelujah, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you for your precious word in our lives, Lord of God. Hallelujah, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost, right now for your presence. Amen. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Amen. Um, hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity. Amen. I thank you. Father, that we stand here in your presence, Father God, a kingdom of priests, amen. Minister in your words of life, Father, to your people, Lord God. We stand here in your presence, Father God, and bring forth that life, bring forth that revelation, God, to the people, amen. And I thank you for your voice in this hour, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, for the grace of God and the mercy of God. I thank you for this dispensation that we are in, glory to God, called the dispensation of grace and mercy. And I thank you, Lord God, that we're not no longer under the law to live under the law, because he that lives by the law is going to die by the law. But I thank you for grace right now, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, Lord God, would be acceptable in your sight, Father. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Father God, that let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it might minister grace to the hearers, Lord. I pray for grace to the hearers, Father. I pray for grace to the hearers, to those who will hear in the future, Father God, and that are partaking right now of this bread of life. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for this precious time, Father God, and I offer it up to you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Lord of God. Well, praise God, amen. Um, I've got a lot of material to cover today. Once again, uh, the Lord's been working with me strongly on, a, on, the, on this bread of life, amen, this bread of life that they were supposed to go and collect every day for their usage, amen. And so I wanted to share on that before we get into the outline, and today's outline, we're going to be talking about faith and the trial of our faith, amen, the proving of our faith, the testing of our faith. And it's important, amen, that we that we get tried and proven because, I mean, obviously, when you're not ready to take on responsibilities of what God has in, intends to bring to your life, and if you have been tested in the matter, then the enemy is going to be able to come in. As the scripture says, the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. Well, that's what we want. We don't want nothing to be found in our lives, you see. And so, God has to come and, br and bring uh, experiment, uh, experiments and trials, if you will, 
to help us understand where we're at with the Lord, amen, and to bring us through one level of glory to another level of glory to another level of glory, amen, faith to faith, grace to grace, amen, moving in the kingdom of God, moving forward, the just shall live by faith every day, amen, it's not just a belief system that I have that I have to live by faith, it's something that I do and that I practice, and that's what God expects from us, amen, because this is what pleases him, the scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please him, so now, Let's look at a scripture in John chapter 6, verse 25. Amen. And when they had found him, starting with verse 25, we're going to read all the way through verse 29. Amen. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And then he told him, verse 27, Labor not for that meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting Zoe, the life of God, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. In other words, God has been preparing this package for this for so many years, and I'm ready to deliver to you, because God has now prepared me, and therefore he's sealed me. That's, that's the sign that I've been prepared, is that I'm sealed. Amen. In significance. They said unto him, verse 28, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto him, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. So it's very, under, very important for us to understand the way of the Lord and who the God is sending to us and who is bringing the voice of the Lord versus the voice of confusion, right? The voice of unbelief, the voice of doubt, the voice of fear. Who's bringing all that voice versus who's bringing the voice of the presence of God, the voice of the life of God, the voice of faith, Amen. The voice of the inheritance, amen. The voice of the prophet, the voice of exhortation, all of these voices, amen. Every one of them has a distinct sound, the scripture teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15. All right? So, Jesus answered and said, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Now, in this period, you know, Jesus had the 5,000 and the multitude always following him, and following him. And the only thing that they were interested in was... The fish and the miracles, the fish and loaves and the miracles. They want to be filled. They want to be satisfied. Now, there's another uh, translation here. Let's see if I can locate it here. This would be uh, well. I'll get to that one in a minute. So again, the miracles. He says, "You don't seek me because of the miracles." So he's going to go on here. The five. Like I said, the 5,000, they only wanted their needs met. Heal me, feed me, and I'm satisfied. And then the scripture talks about the 70. There's a clear, distinct seven, group of 70 that return with joy, joy because devils were subject unto them. Verse Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20. You can go read that if you want, but the verse 17 says, And the 70 return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, unto us through thy name. Okay? And then he talks about, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis, that word power is dunamis of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen? Notwithstanding, rejoice, don't rejoice in this. So there's some that only rejoice in the fact that they've got authority over devils. They can bring forth the power of God, the miracles of God. They understand the manifestations. They understand how to teach or how to preach or whatever, right? But in this hour... You know, God is looking for disciples, amen, those that are going to want to be committed to him regardless of the miracle, miracles and the fish and the loaves. 
So, and then you had the 12. They had a commitment with Jesus Christ. They were committed to follow Jesus no matter what the cost. So then he says, then the, you had the three, Peter, James, and John, and which were also committed. These were the governments, amen. The Peter, James, and John were the three that Jesus took. The, Jesus took the three where he did, not, he did not take the 12. He took the 12 where he didn't take the 70, and he took the 70 where he didn't take the 5,000. Even so today. It's all about your commitment to your to your relationship to Jesus Christ. How far are you willing to go with the Lord? Amen. Are you partaking daily of the bread of life? Are you going out together for your own and for your family and for those that you pray for and the go those that the Holy Ghost brings to your heart and to your mind as you're praying, right? Are you doing this? If not, then you know you need to check yourself. You need to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. So we have different levels of commitment based on how alive we are. The more it's about you, the less you're committed to Christ. The more it's about Jesus, the less you're committed to you. If you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you seek to lose your life for my sake, Jesus said, you'll find it. We must die daily, for if we do not, our own soul will lead us in a direction that God, our Father, hasn't chosen for us. And this is why it's important to die to yourself so that you can hear that voice of God clearly. Amen? So Jesus said, I am the bread of life, right? And they only followed after Jesus because of the miracles, the fish, and the loaves. Jesus had gone to the other side of the sea. And so they asked him, how did you get here? In verse 25, John 6, 25, And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, whence camest thou hither? How did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for that meat which perisheth, and I already read this, for that, but for that meat, meat which endureth unto everlasting life, Zoe, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Now, in the Living Bible, that verse 30 and 31, it says, They replied, You must show us more miracles if you want us to believe that you are the Messiah. Give us free bread every day, like our fathers had while they journeyed through the wilderness. As the scripture says, Moses gave them bread from heaven. Amen. Every day, amen, bread from heaven, glory to God. It's the same thing today in our walk with the Lord. We go and get before the Father, the presence of God, the Zoe of God brings us life, the light of God, the comprehension, the revelation of understanding as he's given us the word, as he's quickening you in your spirit, as you're praying the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. In other words, as you're exercising yourself toward the Father and your relationship to him. So it says, you must show us more miracles if you want us to believe, Jesus. And that's what the 5,000 are always, you know, pleading for. Show us more. Give me more. It's all about me, how to build my business, how to exalt myself, how to promote myself, how 12 steps to, to financial success. I mean, the motive is wrong, you see. The motive should be Jesus. Jesus is leading us into these things, not me go first and go get it and then follow Jesus now that I have it. You understand what I'm saying? We must put the priority back on Jesus Christ. We must put the authority back on the kingdom of God and the Father and his ways. And go out every day and gather this manna. Once again, this is the condition of many, many individuals in the earth today. They want to be about them first. They're looking, they want more signs, more miracles, you know. Which the scripture says that tongues are for a sign to them that don't believe. So those that pray in tongues, right? Roboso rabo sakata. Hallelujah. Those that pray in tongues, the scripture says, building up your faith, building up your faith, <clears throat> building up yourselves on your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Ghost. So praying in the Holy Ghost is important for us in our relationship to the Father. But as we go on here, blessed is he <clears throat> who, who believes and who hasn't seen. In John 20, 29 in the Living Bible, Jesus told him, you believe me because you have seen me. But blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. Amen? <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying here is that well, that's what the word of the Lord is, is today is that you've got to believe God regardless of what's going on with your circumstances. You must exercise your faith toward God. Do not look at what's going on around us. As a matter of fact, the scripture says in Psalms, right? Psalms 91. Take a look at that. All right? Psalms 91. Praise God. And Lord knows this 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 passage, these passages in Psalm 91 has been preached a lot during this season. <clears throat> but listen to this. <clears throat> Verse 6. Nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. You see that? Because you have made the Lord God the most high your habitation, even your dwelling place forevermore. Amen. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. The word befall is the word contract. Nothing's going to contract to your life. Nothing's going to attach itself to your life because you're under the shadow of the Most High, you see. So, <clears throat> again, God has already made provision for us. Amen. We don't have to live in fear, glory to God. So now, <clears throat> so he told him, you believe me, you believe because you have seen me. But blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So we must seek the bread. We must seek Jesus every day, the manna. <clears throat> this is how he proves us. Proves that we will believe and have faith in his word. Our, and we must understand that when we murmur and we complain, it's against the Lord. You see? You think you're just whining and complaining about something uh, because... You know, you have the, you're entitled. <laughs> but we need to understand that you are murmuring and complaining against, is against the Lord. So <clears throat> the other day, we were at the table eating dinner. And my wife, she uh, was discussing something that she wasn't very happy about. And so she was complaining against certain individuals or her brothers and sisters or, you know, physical family. And I said... <clears throat> Um, you know, I basically, you know, exhorted her that, you know, what you're doing is you're murmuring and complaining. What we should be doing is praying for your uncle, right? And so, praise God, you know, we, we bowed our heads and we prayed as a family, praise God, instead of murmuring and complaining. Sent the word, amen, and healed them and delivered, delivered them from all their destructions. Now, Exodus 16, 8, and Moses said, this shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat. And in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Wow. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so we told him, in the, 
God is going to give you morning bread in the morning and flesh in the evening. Amen. And so the principle is here is that they were to gather as much as necessary. Romans 8, 2 talks about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The word law is as prescribed. In other words, gather a portion of the Zoe of the life of God you need for your family, for yourself, and for those that you pray for and your loved ones, and those that the Holy Ghost brings to your remembrance. Send that life of God to them, you see? So as we read here in Exodus 16, 14, and when the dew was laid, and when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there were there lay a small round thing, as small as the hour frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said to the one, to one another, It is manna. For they wist not that for they wist not what it was, and Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Right? This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, gather of it every morning according to uh, to to his, his eating and omer for every man according to the number of your persons take ye every man for them which are in his tents <clears throat> and the children of Israel did so and gathered some more and some less so every every time that the manna showed up right they were to go out and, and gather uh, a portion for their family for the members of their family how much they were going to need so see so but the thing is is that <clears throat> As we read on in Exodus, we understand that uh, some of them gathered more than they were supposed to and they turned to worms. In other words, there's a place where you can be carnal in your pursuit of God. That is, is that you spend hours and hours and hours and hours in that day thinking that you're getting from the Lord, but in fact you're just filling your head full of knowledge. See, it's, a, it's about following the Spirit of God. For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. A lot of times I don't even know when to cut off in prayer, but I just by faith, I believe that God has been hearing me, praise God. And then therefore, now I've got to get ready for work or I've got to do this or that or whatever. But I know that I've been with the Lord, amen. And I know when I leave, I take his presence with me, amen. So now, in Exodus chapter 19, God wanted them to commit to him and obey his voice. Now, therefore, verse 5, 19, 5. If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. So in verse 8, they came, they, Moses came and told the people, and they said, we're going to do everything the Lord has spoken. And Moses went back to the Lord to tell the people, we're willing to commit and will do as you have asked. Verse 9. And then in verse 10 and 11, sanctify yourselves. Wash your clothes, and the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of the people. And then set the bounds and obey that they do not die. In other words, put the boundaries up because if they touch the mountain, they're going to die. All right? And when the voice, the trumpet starts coming forth, that's when they need to come and gather. Amen. And the people came to Mount Sinai, verse 17. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And look what he gave him in verse 20. The Ten Commandments, amen. God began to speak the Ten Commandments. The Lord gave his voice to his word. Amen. He was speaking to him clearly. 
Amen. The kingdom of priests. Rather than going near the Lord, they removed and stood afar off. They didn't want to come near and approach God. And as you read here in verse 18, And the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. Moses, you speak to us because of God. if God speaks to us, we're going to die. They couldn't handle the pressure of the voice of God. See, they knew that their hearts were unclean. Wow. Verse 19. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Okay? And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. Amen? And that's in verse 20. Amen? That you sin not. Mm, praise God. All right. <clears throat> in verse 21, And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto, a thick, unto the thick darkness where God was. We must not fear and hide in this hour. We must seek the bread of life daily. Daily hear our Father's word according to what you need daily. Every day we must seek the Lord. And as we read on, as we see that the Lord, the voice of the Lord, again in verse Exodus 20, So we started giving them the voice, amen, the commandments of God, amen. Uh, verse, mm, man, God was heavy, boy, strong. But the whole point is that God brought his voice because he wanted the people. He says, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. You see that? The voice of the Lord came to prove them that they would not sin. You see, God, Moses had been telling them these things, and now finally God spoke to the people. And it was a very humble and solemn time, you see. And so, this, this brings us now into our outline today about the trial of your faith. Why it's important that for us to understand the way of the Lord in this matter. And again, the people, they were only to gather the portion that they needed for their day, for their family, for their loved ones, and for those that God would bring to them through the Holy Ghost, amen? As we pray, it's the same thing. You go out and you seek God. You gather that bread of life for your life because Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You see, I'm not the same type of bread that Moses, and, and as a matter of fact, it wasn't Moses that gave it to him. It was the Father. God was fulfilling his purpose. Not Moses' purpose. Amen? So it was very clear here that, <clears throat> that there's a pattern that has been set up for us as sons of God and daughters of God. We must, of our own accord, seek God. Amen? And, the, and as it is, you know, in the Babylonian system, they're trained to only receive from their leaders. Amen? And, uh, and if they have something from God, you know, it's, 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 it's not really uh, highlighted, if you will. But, but you see, that's not what God wants, amen. He wants every one of us, amen, to, to when we come together, everyone should have, amen. Have because you've been spending time with the Lord, amen. Now, we're going to start in the outline here. Let me post this outline up. Praise God. Mm.
All right. So again, that's kind of some things that God has been dealing with me about in that every day, Joseph, you got to go seek the Lord. Amen. Every day, glory to God. Get that bread of life. And again, there's many times when I don't know what I'm getting from the Lord when I'm in his presence. But as I keep pursuing the, the Father, amen, he starts bringing all these things together, amen. He brings his word so precious, amen, in a format that can be distributed to the people, amen, amen. It's called the law of distribution. What you receive from the Father is the only thing you can give, amen. And if you're trying to give something else that you haven't received from God, then then basically it's you're moving of your own accord, you see. And the thing is, is that, you know, every day we've got to seek God for that manna that comes down from heaven. And Jesus said, I am the bread of Zoe. Amen. I am this manna that you need every day. So in 1 Peter 1, 6, and 6 through 7. Amen. 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. You are in heaven as through manifold temptations, various kinds, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our of Jesus Christ. Whom, as he says, having not seen, you love, whom, though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You see, as you move on in your relationship with the Father, and as he brings you from one level of glory to another level of glory, your faith, as you're constantly exercising your faith toward God, it's a testament to the workmanship of Jesus Christ in your heart, that you're going from one situation to another situation, from one level to another level, 30, 1600, you see, the good, the acceptable, and perfect. It's a constant thing with the body of Christ, you see, they, they move with the Father, they move with the Spirit of God. You see, as God is giving you the Word, amen, you move in that Word. Amen? A cloud by day and fire by night. It's called the baptism into the cloud. And when you're able to move with God, you're moving with the cloud. You don't understand why at times. And even, even uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. I had just a sense of urgency in some matters that I was working on and, and, and the preciousness of the Word, amen? And, and God's, you know, the presence of God was available all day long, glory to God. Anytime I'm idle, man, I start thinking about the Father and I'm not busy doing something and I start meditating on the Word or Scripture, you know, and, and, and just let it roll inside my spirit over and over and over. Just keep ruminating that Word, amen? So the trial of your faith, the word trial is dolimion, dolimion, and it means the proving, that which is something, that which is, that by which something is tried or proved, proved a test. Timios, which is something of great price of precious, held in honor esteem. So see, God, in your faith toward God, it's very precious because that is, amen, the way we accomplish and bring forth God's word into the earth. As a kingdom of priests, amen, we're before the Father, before the people, before our families, and before the world, you see. And in that, the scripture calls that the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was Melech Zedek. Melech means king, Zedek is righteousness. Thou art a priest forever. It was prophesied of Jesus after the order of Melchizedek, a kingdom of priests. And now that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for the saints, as you move into your inheritance, as you move into the place that God has for you, he begins to prepare. What's the point of preparing something if you're not moving toward God? If you're staying as a baby and you're not growing up because you're in baby land, if you will, 
You don't know the way, the pattern, where are the fathers? There's nobody to teach me and train me and show me how I'm supposed to do this. You see? And as Paul told him in 1 Corinthians 4, 6, Though you have 10,000 instructors, yet have ye not many fathers, for even so I have begotten you in the faith. You see, God's intent was to build a habitation of shepherds. Any one of these shepherds could bring you the way of God, amen, the voice of God. Amen. As the scripture says, being able to speak that word in season to him that is weary. Amen. As a matter of fact, I got a brother in my heart right now that I, I'm going to visit with and talk to him and, and, and bring him out of some condemnation. You know, I see that he's always getting in condemnation, and that's not the way of God. Amen. Romans 8.1. But anyway, the point is, is that God's intent, amen, is that this royal priesthood was going to serve him in the earth. Amen. And that's what he's building. He's building a people of faith toward God that move at his word and move by the spirit. Amen. Now that we might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, every time the manifestation of Jesus Christ is in your heart, the glory of God is getting revealed. Because in other words, the pattern of sonship, you're doing it like Jesus Christ, as a son of God in the earth, that's bringing honor and glory and, 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 uh, and, and a testament to the Father. Praise, honor, and glory. In other words, because you're the workmanship of Christ Jesus created, Unto good works. Unto good works. One after another after another. Serving, serving, serving. Giving, giving, giving. You know, sharing, praying. All these things that God wants us to do as sons and daughters of God. Teaching the people. Amen. Bringing order to their lives. Mm. Praise God. Teaching them how to love the people as an evangelist. Maintaining the people and feeding the people. Leading and guiding them as a shepherd. Amen. As a, as a teacher, teaching them, breaking down the word for them, help them understand how God operates, amen. As a prophet, amen, bringing holiness to the people, bringing the word of the Lord that the people might stay continuously encouraged before the Lord. And as an apostle, amen, bringing order, amen, one watered and one, one planted, one watered, both of them involved in the work of God. And none of them having any more or less honor than the other, both of them are the sons of God, bringing forth the will of God into the earth. Hmm. All right, the evil day, Ephesians 6.13. You see, there is an evil day coming. There's no doubt about that. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. The word stand here is istomy, and the word withstand is anti-istomy. See, anti-istomy in the evil day. You see, we've got to stand up and stand... Stand for what we believe in the word of the Lord. Amen. There's many times when there's an opportunity to give a witness and a testimony of the faith of God in your life and in your heart by the word of the word of faith which we speak. You see, that word that's coming out of your mouth and a lot of us won't, won't witness or won't testify in that hour of the glory of God in your life as a son of God. But there again, you have to be wise, amen, as a farmer and know when to plant that seed, amen. So antihistamine is to set oneself against, to withstand, to resist, and to oppose. And then evil is the word full of labors and annoyances, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors, hurtful, uh, that is properly in effect or influence, calamitous, uh, ill, diseased, culpable, that is derelict, vicious, facinerous. So we've got to stand against this evil day, man. There's a whole bunch out there that's going on, and we've got to continuously stand against it for our families, for ourselves, for our loved ones, for the body of Christ, for the world. Amen? 
So in section C here, the rains, the floods, and the winds, Matthew 27, 24. Matthew 27, 24. And these are all, you know, the thing about it is, is we, we have to wait on the Lord, amen. When, when God is, is working in your heart on a matter, you must continuously wait on the Lord until God decides by the Spirit, okay, Joseph, it's time. Amen. Matthew 7, 24. Twenty-seven. That's why. Matthew seven twenty-four. Therefore, whatsoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And who is the rock? Who is the foundation? It's Jesus. Amen. So this foundation, Jesus. Amen. So when the pressure came, the rains and the floods and the storms came. One house fell, one house didn't. The one that was standing on its own principles, doing its own way, in other words, they're going about to establish their own righteousness. You see, those houses are falling. But the ones that are standing upon the rock, those houses are still standing. In other words, those individuals, those, peop those people are still maintaining faith toward God. No matter what the circumstance is, they haven't let it shake them off of the foundation. Amen. Are you standing on the rock? Are you standing on that foundation? As it says, the trying of your faith in James chapter 1, verse 2. Being much more precious, amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And then he goes on to say, if any of you lack wisdom. You see, no matter what's going on in our lives, when that, when, there's two things that happen here. You fall or you enter into temptation. When you fall, you didn't see it was coming. So the scripture says here, but if you lack wisdom, you see, my brother encountered all joy when you fall. Fall means you didn't see it in front of you. Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, hupomene, which means constancy, amen, endurance. And it comes from another word, hupominos, to remain, to stay under to undergo, to remain. So in other words, no matter what's happening, whether you fell or you entered it, right? When you fall, you've got to maintain constancy. Don't allow your words to trip you up. Allow your soul to take a look at the circumstance and start speaking doubt and unbelief. Speak the word only, glory to God. Speak that word against the matters that you're going through. Amen? At the trial of your faith, Amen? <clears throat> So the other one is enter in Matthew 26, 41. He says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The consequences of entering into sin is that you knew about it and you still partook. So the result of that is that there's going to be death. In other words, it's called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when you partake of that tree, surely you shall die. In other words, you're not going to have my breath. See, you're allowing your soul to move you in a direction that God is not a part of in your life. But when you fall, there's grace. And as it says here, if any of you lack wisdom, you see, you're seeking wisdom of God because you fell into something. And there's grace to remove you out of that. And it's not that there's not grace to remove you when you enter. The thing is, is that you're going to suffer consequences for it. You're going to pay for it, in other words. Hmm. And I've been there before, boy, and it takes... A lot of time, amen, to restore that relationship back with the Father, amen, when the Father again trusts you, amen. 
So count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, knowing what? That the trying of your faith worketh hupomene, constancy. Another word for this is fidel, faithful, in other words. If you fall, there's grace to lift you up. If you enter, you have to endure the consequences of your entering into sin. Thank God there's forgiveness, amen. Thank God for the grace of God, amen, the mercy of God. If need be, prove what you believe. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12. This soul, man, boy, I'll tell you. And we, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Amen? And the word over is proistomy, to stand before you. Amen? And to esteem them highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now, we've got to be important and watchful here is that even though brothers and sisters have the revelation of God and they're bringing us from one level by planting the seeds, amen, by feeding the sheep, and in other words, doing the work of God, we have to be mindful that we don't idolat give idolatry. In other words, we can't idolize the man, amen. We can't idolize the people. We must continuously keep our heart and our faith toward God, not towards mankind, man. You see that? In verse 14, we exhort you, brethren, Warn them that are unruly, comfort, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all. Amen? See that none of you render evil for evil unto any, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all. Amen? Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. Amen? For this is the will of God concerning Christ Jesus in you. Quench not the Holy Ghost, you see? Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Amen. You see, in that in that place of, of, of working in these areas, amen, in our lives, is that we're maintaining our faith toward God. We're not whining. We're not complaining. We're not murmuring. We're not grumbling. Amen. We're in faith toward God. We're not in doubt and we're not in unbelief. We abstain from the appearance of all evil. And the very God of peace, verse 23, sanctify you wholly in completeness. And I pray, therefore, your whole... and. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. Preserve is to attend carefully from loss or injury, to guard it, in other words. Blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You understand that? So, in other words, <clears throat> the word here, um, prove what you believe. Prove is to test, amen. Approve, hold fast that which is good, what you believe. And, uh, and then it says, Hold fast is the word kateko, which means to hold it down. I mean, do not let it go. Now, it's important that, that we maintain this word in our hearts because this word of faith which we preach is the word is in our heart and in our mouths that is the word of faith which we speak. This word is speaking unto us unto salvation. In other words, it's speaking. When you're speaking the word, you're speaking unto the next level in your life. Amen. And that bread of life is what's maintaining you and moving you from one level of glory consistently, constantly, faithfully. But you have to do your part too, amen. You've got to go get that manna. You've got to spend time with the Father. You will not have the words of God in your heart and in your life. And when somebody starts preaching the kingdom of God, you won't be sitting there falling asleep. You know, because you can't keep up. Keep up. How can you run with the footman? I mean, how can you run with the horses if the footman weary you, the scripture says. You've got to stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? 
So in uh, <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, 5 through 6, it's called the circle of experience. The word, the word teaches us that when faith comes, amen, when the word comes, faith comes. And what happens? Jesus taught us this in Mark chapter 4. Satan cometh immediately. Why is the pressure today in the world? Why all this pressure? Why all this testing? Because the enemy is coming for the word in our lives. And if he can get that word, then he, has, he knows that you have no faith. And when you have no faith and you reach out to the Father, what are, you, what are you going to him on? It's faith toward God, amen, the word of God. Not faith in stuff. I'm believing God for a new house. No, believe the word that says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's the word. And if I need a house, that's what he'll give me. Because he said that. <laughs> if you believe you receive when you ask, you shall have whatsoever you desire. You have to ask according to the word. You can't just ask amiss, you see. So Romans 1, 5 through 6. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the re reason we have peace is because his government is in our life. His government is ruling you in your spirit. Amen. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing this, that tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience and experience hope. So the word comes, faith comes, Satan comes. Amen. And, and because of that, uh, patience comes, which means experience, which brings hope. And the scripture says in verse 5, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. For when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Praise God. And thank God for that blood of Jesus Christ, amen, that we continuously apply to our lives, amen. And in John chapter 6, Jesus, he prophesied, I am the bread of life. I am the one that you must partake of and the one that you must eat. But what you don't understand that I'm also the lamb that's going to be given for you for the remission of sins. Praise God. So the word comes, faith comes, Satan comes, patience, hupomene, experience comes, experience comes hope, and hope make it not ashamed. Do you believe? How much do you believe? How long do you believe? You got to be enduring, amen? You got to maintain endurance, amen? Or you're not going to, you're going to just be a spectacle. Everybody else is running by you, but you're just standing by in the, in the, in the context, if you will. Amen? So, accused of lack of evidence. See, the enemy, the scripture calls him Revelation 2.10. Revelation 2.10. Fear not. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of Zoe. If you maintain your faithfulness, amen, he's going to give us a crown of joy. Now, 12, 12, 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. This is what he does. Every time 
you know, the flesh rises up. The enemy's right there to point it out somewhere, somehow. There's people around you in your life, amen. They're always pointing the finger at you. And Jesus said a prophet is without honor in his own country. In other words, because they're in their carnal man, they can't see the spiritual man that you are, son and daughters of God. So because immediately the carnal man wants to come and expose that carnality, that flesh, you see? And, and, and that's out of order, amen, because we shouldn't be accusing one another, amen. This is the work of the enemy. This is the enemy that has the body of Christ in that lull, in that state of mind where they think they're entitled and they think they have their place to speak against those matters. We need to be mindful and we need to bring everything to God in prayer. Shall he come and find faith in the earth? Amen. Pray, 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 pray unto the Father. Amen. So the day in court is that, is that day, faith guilty or not guilty. In other words, that day that you're in the court and Satan is accuser, are you going to have faith in his word? And not speak up for yourself and not represent yourself and not defend yourself, right? Because the number one strength of a man's soul is what? Self-preservation. The first thing man wants to do is defend themselves, cover themselves, protect themselves. You see? Fig leaves and aprons, Adam and Eve, right? So we have to understand what's happening here. What's happening in this court situation? Well, you got the Holy Ghost that Jesus came and said, I'm going to send you another comforter, Paracletos. He's going to come and stand by you to represent you. If you will just keep your mouth shut. And what he's going to testify and what he always testifies of is the blood, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only thing that the Holy Ghost testifies to. You see? And when he does testify of you, Jesus, the one that's intercession in intercession daily, stands at the right hand of God interceding for the saints. You see? He can say, yes, that's my blood-bought son of God, daughter of God. Amen. And the enemy must flee. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he's got to go. So the evidence is given. The evidence is proven. Lack of evidence. James 2.18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, the works testify of my faith toward God. Amen. You know, a few weeks ago, back in March, I went to visit my brothers in Marshall, and we recorded some videos. And uh, and in that time, I remember the truck started making this loud fan noise coming from the from the radiator section. And I had never heard that before, and it was just really, really loud. And even after I turned the truck off, it, it would stay on. So I just ignored it, and then. The next morning it was still there, and that was the morning that I was going to take off to go to Marshall. Well, I uh, I prayed against the matter. I said, this truck is sanctified unto the Lord. I prayed that night even. I said, this truck is sanctified unto the Lord for the glory of God. Amen. And I rebuke you, Satan, and, and how you turn to affect the vehicle negatively. Well, I went to Marshall. It was still there. And then finally after we fin I finished down there in Marshall, I came back home and it's never come back on since. Now look, I'll tell you what, man. I prayed for my wife's car when it won't start. And we're sitting there five, ten minutes struggling with that thing. And finally I put my hand on that vehicle. Whoa, cranked up. I'm just trying to tell you that take it to the Lord in prayer, amen. Try the Lord, amen. Try him at his word, amen. See if he won't show himself strong in your life, amen. And then you'll be able to come back and testify the works of God. Show me 
as he says, and I will show you my faith by my works. You see? And the order is, thou hast faith, and I, and I have... A man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. See, the thing is, is that one of them is moving dead works. One of them is moving in the works of righteousness. Faith toward God, you see. It's the order of who's first. Is it me first or is it God first? <laughs> Amen. So, <clears throat> no eyewitness, no one ever saw, no one ever heard your faith. They've got to see that you're moving by faith toward God. And this will show the work of God. This shows the work of God. Amen. The work of God testifies of the faith that you have toward God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, next section here is that the contend for the faith. Jude chapter 3. I mean Jude 3, I'm sorry. There's only one chapter. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you, um, of whom of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, amen, which was once delivered unto the saints. Man. And as you go on reading here, there's a couple of guys that, 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 that were turning people and turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and says, and denying the only Lord God. I'll tell you what, man, there's so much out there right now, and there always has been, see, because Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 1, I'm sorry, not Luke 12, 1, but Luke 12, hang on, let me go there. Verse 2. For there is nothing hidden, covered, that shall not be revealed, neither hid, that it shall not be known. See, we have to understand, no matter what, what has happened, no matter what the world is doing, <clears throat> God has exposed so much in this hour. Amen? And He's revealing, He has revealed where the people are in faith toward God. Now, the thing is, is that you can repent, amen, once you see the truth, the spirit of truth is revealing to you that you're out of order with your father. You're not, you don't have faith toward God. It's just empty words of, of mental scent, you see, mental assent. You memorize and you, and you have all these scriptures, but it's not moving by the spirit. It's all mentally, mental. So, therefore... <clears throat> You're, you're, you want God to move in your life, but it's all empty words. Versus the one that's moving by faith toward God. Amen. His heart is full of faith. His family is staying protected. His loved ones are staying protected. His vehicles are, are blessed. Amen. His home is blessed. Praise God. Now, resist. James 4, 7. The scripture says, Submit therefore yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. The word resist is anti-histamy. See, you've got to submit to the word of God first. Do it the way of God first. And then when you're ready to submit and bind the devil, infirmity, sickness, poverty, disease, whatever, he's got to go. There is no other option for him. He respects authority. Devils respect authority. That's why they're seeking evermore to keep the body of Christ in ignorance about their place in the Lord and the inheritance that God has given us. And therefore, that place of dominion that he wants us to dominate in, in the spirit, right? We're not wrestling with flesh and blood. It's all demonic activity out there that's keeping the boundaries and keeping us tight. But glory to God as you move in faith toward God, all of a sudden, you feel that liberty and that freedom of God. 
in the spirit, you see? Because you know how to move with God. You know how to trust God. You believe his word no matter what's happening around you. And you've been doing this over and over and over and over and over for all these many years. Amen? So Ephesians 6.13, again, talking about this word antihistamine, I read this earlier. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand antihistamine in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand istamy, in other words. Maintain your strength. Maintain your faith toward God. Maintain. Stand for the word. Amen? Mm. Now, in Ephesians, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, first of all, 6, 11, I'm sorry, Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The word wiles is the word methodia, and it means traveling, the traveling over. In other words, the mind travels with thoughts. You can't allow your mind to take you in a direction, in a path that is just totally all man, mind made. You see? And that's how the enemy will drop those seeds and all of a sudden that inspires another thought and another thought and another thought. And before you know it, know it, you're putting confession. You're speaking that perversion. No basis on the word of God. A man's confession is the result of his belief. A man's belief is the result of his thinking. A man's thinking is a result of his knowledge, and a man's knowledge is a result of his source. And so that if that thinking area has you going off in all these other places distracted from God with a mindset that has nothing to do with God's word, then right there you know, as the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thought, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus our Lord. Every thought must be checked and balanced. Amen. Or if you do not check and balance it, it's going to start allowing you and bring you to that place where you're confessing negativity. You're, you're murmuring, you're complaining, you're griping, you're in doubt, you're in unbelief, and all of a sudden your faith is blown. Man. Now there's another scripture here, not ignorant of his devices. And that one is, hang on a minute. I didn't read that scripture sound. We are not ignorant. I think it's 2 Corinthians 4. We are not ignorant. We are not. Hang on a minute. Well, it's a scripture that says we are not ignorant of his devices. And that word devices is the word noema, which means a mental perception, thought, or evil purpose. So see, we are not ignorant of how he wants us to get that perceived mentally thoughts and evil purposes. That's why Jesus told us that whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Amen? And if you're not satisfied with the harvest that you're experiencing in your life, check the words that are coming out of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. If you love death, that's the fruit that you're experiencing. That's what you're eating. If you love life, speak life. Amen? And you receive life. Amen? The scripture says that... <clears throat> Thou satisfies the desire of every living thing. Amen. How is, it, how is that worded? Well, and the point is, is that thou openest thine hand, that's it, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Why? Because your God's words have been in your mouth. That's why the desires are being satisfied. That's why God is moving. You know, these words, 
and the word of God and whatnot in our life. Watch this. God believes his word. <laughs> and therefore he practices his word. Amen. That voice they spoke out of the mountain, that, that, that voice, that presence of God, they saw the cloud, they saw the fire by night and the cloud by day. All of a sudden now, those artifacts now have a voice. Man. It could clearly be understood and seen, and of course the people were afraid. And Psalms 107.17 talks about the evil day, right? Psalm 107.17. It says, fools, because of their transgression. Hang on a minute. 7.17. Fools, because of their transgression, because of their iniquities are afflicted. Transgression means that one who despises wisdom, one who mocks when guilty, one who is quarrelsome, one who is licentiousness, licentiousness. And licentious means without license. In other words, you, I mean license. In other words, you think you're entitled to murmur, to complain, to whine, to be in fear. You think this is part of the normal life. You know, you're loose. You have loose thoughts, loose. You know, you don't check your thoughts. You don't check what you're watching. You don't check what you're hearing. You don't check what you're seeing. You're just loose, man. And so the scripture says fools because of their Despising wisdom, mocking when guilty, quarrelsome, and licentious lifestyle, it says, because of the because of the transgression, and because of their transgression, because of their iniquities are afflicted. Afflicted is to be occupied, busy, oppressed, demon spirits, man. They're constantly occupying your life, and you don't understand how to put this in put them in place. You don't know how to exercise the word, and you're exercising the word, but nothing's happening because there's an area in your life the Holy Ghost needs you to focus on. And if you're not here in your spirit, God's going to send you someone. It's His way, amen? Transgression is pesha, revolt, rebellion. We don't want to be evil. And incidentally, that Hebrew word is spelled I-E-V-I-Y-L. Evil. Evil, man. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nasty word. So, 1 Peter 1, 7. That the trial of your faith, worketh, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory and at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen. When that sonship is manifested in your life, glory to God, it brings praise and honor and glory unto the Father. Amen. And the scripture says in verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your suke, your soul. You see, in other words, because you've been exercising the word of God in your life, you've been, uh, <clears throat> as it says in Romans 12, 2, be not, trans be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is being metamorphosed, man. That's the word transformed. The mind is being changed into the image of God. The mind now, the soul reflects the thoughts of God because they're being breathed on him by the Spirit. And that word that you've been pouring into your life day in and day out and day out and year and year and year after year after year after year, all of a sudden now you're breathing that word. You're living that word. And as they asked Jesus, what must we do to work the works of God? Believe on the one whom God has sent. Only the ones that are sent, uh, the ones that are sent have been prepared and packaged and sealed. You see? And if you're not sealed, then you're going out premature. That means that the package is questionable. 
It's like when the package gets to its destination and it's open. All of a sudden now, there's a problem with the package. Praise God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to bring forth the words of life, Father. I thank you, Father God, that your word is life unto those who find them in health to all their flesh, Lord, Lord of God. And I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit, Father God. Today, Father God, how you're breathing on your word, Father God, and how you're making things clear to us, Father God, so that we might understand how to live in faith toward you, Father God, and not be in fear, Father, no matter what's going on around us, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to bring the bread of life. Amen. As I stand here in your presence, ministering these words of Zoe, this bread of life, Lord of God. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity and for those that are hearing today and that they will, and those that will hear in the future, Father. In Jesus' matchless, mighty name we pray. Amen. And we are the people. 